Hi and welcome to another episode of Straight Out of Camera, proudly sponsored by Fujifilm South Africa. Joining me live in studio is Managing Editor of TechSmart.co.za, Mike Hubert. Mike, how are you doing, sir? Good, Esley. How are you? I'm very well. Mike, today we are chatting um, to a incredible commercial photographer, but before we do that... To, to actually make it in the photography business these days, don't you feel that you need to actually be a jack-of-all-trades? Um, you need to be able to master a whole lot of different genres in order to actually just survive? Well, I think the big problem is that a number of commercial jobs do not allow you to do just one thing in photography, isn't it? Uh, we talked about perhaps wedding photography being the only one where you're only going to shoot one thing. Yeah. But for the most part, I think the more genres you're able to master, the better you know your gear, um, the different styles, the post-editing, obviously, um, the better for your career. Um, I think in order to do something like that, being able to, to master a whole lot of different genres, you need to have some sort of formal education maybe behind your back. Um, for example... Um, it might not be in photography, but it might be almost like a journalistic sort of approach. You need to know, you know, what you're going to shoot, where you're going to shoot, how you're going to shoot, um, in order to in order to capture those different genres. Well, I think for anyone starting out in photography, that's 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 a quite a nice thing to do is to go, for example, go through photography handbooks um, and just try all the styles. Um, you can possibly get your hands on. I mean, shoot everything. I think with a film, you know, with I grew up with film and it made it very difficult to really uh, experiment a lot because you just didn't have the funds as a school kid or, you know, a student perhaps to, to fund those uh, development processes and, and film. But now with digital, you can absolutely do anything. I think... Um, Go to YouTube. Go and uh, check out the tutorials. That's, that's my favorite place to go and study everything <laughs> about photography. Our guest for today is Chris De Santos, hailing all the way straight out of Bononi. The man with a mustache has mastered a number of different genres, but likes his concert photography and has now also started a commercial photography business. Chris, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. No problem. The reason why you started photography is actually an interesting one. It's because you were such a bad bass player, wasn't it? it, it that's exactly it, yeah. <laughs> Tell us the story. Um, so uh, when I left school, most of my friends were um, they went to go study uh, music because most of my friends are musicians. And um, I was never, we, I used to be in bands and stuff, and I used to play bass guitar, but I was never very good. <laughs> so uh, to kind of keep up with them and carry on going to shows and stuff, I used to take a camera with, and I'd photograph all the uh, little gigs and concerts and festivals, and that's kind of how my like, photography uh, career kind of started. It's either that or start seriously drinking at shows, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, <laughs> the, the, yeah. It goes hand in hand. You can't go to a show and not drink. You know? <laughs> okay, well. Tell us about your your sort of um, beginning stages. Did you go and formally study photography? Um, so when I left uh, school, I worked for a couple of years for my dad. He had a, a panel beating business. And um, I started doing my apprenticeship there and I used to do um, all the mechanics and all of that kind of stuff for the business. And then um, while this was happening, I was taking photos, and eventually I was like, "No, I want to, I want to get into this a little bit more, uh, more full time." So I left my job 
and um, I moved down to Stellenbosch where I studied at the um, Stellenbosch Academy for Design and Photography. And um, yeah, ever since then I've been taking photos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Style is very diverse, kind of like you you uh, you seem like you have m- mastered quite a number of different styles. Uh, was that on on purpose? Was it deliberate, or did, did, did it just work out that way? Um, I don't know about mastered, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think uh, I I get bored very easy. So I I like to do quite a I like to shoot quite a lot of different things just to keep life interesting, and um, it's it's not the same thing every week. Um, I think that's also. Uh, one reason why I didn't like that whole nine to five job because mm-hmm. uh, you'd wake up the same time every morning, go to the same place, work the same thing, and then go home, and that mm-hmm. and that's it. With photography and shooting a whole lot of different genres, I kind of um, I'm at a different place every day and shooting different things, and it keeps life interesting. You know? Yeah, I suppose it, it. You must also. How do you? Um, deal with then post-processing because it, it's different for each type of style, isn't it? Um, yeah, that's that's the one cool thing about um, Lightroom is you can just save presets. Uh-huh. So um, I'll find, like, if I find a certain style for one kind of genre, I'll, I'll um, kind of save that preset and then I know um, if, if I don't shoot that genre for a while, I can go back to that preset and then kind of work from there and kind of keep try and keep things consistent so it's not like the the images don't look very different you know yeah. you're also friends with a lot of fuji users yeah. um and i know that you've helped andre um in his workshop that he had andre bon, or yeah, on con- um, conceptual photography how did that relationship begin um so that uh so because of the music photography um that's one of the reasons why i followed andre on facebook and um I used to love his style and like he, his music photography was really good. So um, the one day he actually made a Facebook post looking for an assistant for a wedding and I messaged him and I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm there. (laughs) And um, he was like, cool, um, I'll uh, I'll pick you up on Friday, uh, shoot the wedding on Saturday and then come back uh, Sunday. The wedding was in Nelspreet. And I'd never formally met him. Um, I'd seen him around at shows and stuff, but uh, yeah. So we ended up spending a couple hours in a car driving, and since then we've become really good friends. So. And you started a, a business with a, another lady recently doing a lot of commercial work? Uh, yeah, so um, towards the end of last year, uh, me and my good friend uh, Brittany Cunningham-Scott, uh, we started a little photography business, and um, yeah, we kind of shoot a lot of different genres um everything from product uh to commercial to events and yeah it's been a lot of fun so let's go chat quickly about your concert photography um one of the things is of course lighting isn't always that great uh in certain you know dingy uh holes for for bands playing um how do you compensate for that do you use fast lenses or how do you adapt? Um, it's, it, it kind of depends on the venue. Some venues have great lighting, and then um, you can kind of get away with not using speed lights. But um, for me, it's yeah, using fast lenses. Um, 
and then um, I'll pretty much always have a speed light on my camera or depending on the venue and who's shooting sometimes I'm allowed to add I'll take two speed lights and I'll put one and like on each uh -huh. side and then kind of shoot with that I um, suppose you do need permission for that yeah so it's uh, so what happens is most of the time I'll know some of the bands playing and then like I'll just tell them is it cool if I set up some lights and if the, if the venue's okay with it then I'll set them up and yeah uh, favorite bands to photograph um, sure so many of them uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the lo classic local band is always uh, Fokov Polisica they um, they always put on such a cool show and that's they always just very cool to it's photograph. a large amount of energy to handle yeah, isn't it it's, it's, yeah it's a lot of energy um, and then there's a couple bands local bands as well uh, Straight Jackal mm -hmm. it's like a very funk funk rock kind of band um, they also they they have such a, a great vibe, and they've recently added some brass to their to their team. So there's like trumpets, and it's, oh. it's, it's so great. It's you can't go wrong photographing them as well. So on your Instagram account, uh, I must say that um, number one, you look like um, Italian. You know, if you look at Mario and Luigi, he's definitely a Mario <laughs> character. But then you've got a picture of Michelangelo, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a bit of a Raphael. Do you see yourself as a Michelangelo? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Michelangelo is probably the the most fun-loving one. So you know, <laughs> awesome. I see also party guy, isn't yeah, it? yeah, and body dude, and Italian pizzas man. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, I see you were at the Red Bull X Fighters as well. Yes. Okay, and how did you experience that? Um, yeah, that was actually it was a lot of fun. Mm. Um, I actually went to the. Uh, you guys had that Instameet. Yes, yes. And I think I actually ended up winning the camera. Oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, because we were there with um, four photographers and we actually oh, yeah. got media passes on the one day. So that's amazing. So you got an XH, XM1, I think. Yeah, it was XM1, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. is that how your relationship with Fujifilm started? Uh, no, my relationship actually started, um, I think it was 2014. I did this uh, road trip uh it was from Joburg to Cape Town. It was a seven-day road trip. Uh, it's called the Dunlop Humber. Okay. Um, I don't know if you know the Put Foot Rally. Mm -hmm. it, it's the same same uh, organizers. So basically, we start off from Joburg, and then um, you stop along the way all the way to Cape Town, but uh, you'll stop at schools and mm. give them brand new shoes. Okay, that's nice. And um, I took my, my DSLR with me, and... Um, during like during the whole thing it was just it was too big and bulky and i couldn't shoot because i was trying to like you know i'll put it down and then mm. i'll help the kids and then like you want to take a photo but like it's just it was just too big and bulky for me and um there was a guy there with an x8 uh, with a xt1 okay and um i was like wow this is amazing and he let me like shoot with it and i was like oh i need this it's so nice and compact and and then after that i think a year later i bought the xe1 and I've had that camera since then, and it's I love it. Yeah, that's incredible. That yeah. sensor's got a 60 megapixel. Um, um, so the so XAE1 is um, our first APS-C camera with a 16 megapixel, and the sweet spot for the sensor size that we've got is 16 megapixel. Oh. So your low light capabilities on that camera is incredible. It's not the fastest autofocus, no. but dude, it makes you think before you shoot. Yeah. So that's amazing. And the low lights on that camera as well. Um, I use that pretty much for all of my music, just because um, I've shot I've shot images at like uh, 3000 ISO and 6000 like clean and they're clean and I, I've and even for clients I'll sh uh, if I'm shooting an event
friends, I'll shoot high ISO and I'm, I'm okay with giving them images that are shot at that ISO just because the images look that good. You yeah. know? Mm. I see your old uh, Refuflex uh, Russian camera yeah. on your feed as well as some Ilford film. Yeah. Are you a big film fan? Um, yeah, I love film. Um, I wish I wish I, when I studied, I could have studied on or started out on film. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for, for fun, because I think sh- shooting digital all the time, you kind of like, I just want to put the digital down and then just go out and shoot on film and yeah, yeah. kind of like not, not have any pressure and just, you know, just shoot for fun, you know. It is a different type of image that comes out, yeah. isn't it? There's still something about that uh, analog yeah. film technology yeah, that, that makes the image yeah no, nothing strange. nothing can beat that 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 grain and that old school look of a mm. of a film image black and white or color uh kind of play with both oh, is I, it? yeah i do i do like black and white yeah chris you mentioned um to us a little bit earlier that you worked at camera stuff um there in jan smith's avenue here in joburg um and that it actually plays a role in how you are able to assist other photographers right yeah um, I, th- I think that's why a lot of photographers like using me uh, as an assistant is because I work there, I uh, learned a lot about gear and um, troubleshooting and, uh, you know, I understand gear and I can make things work if, if like, things don't want to work mm. and that kind of, that kind of stuff. Um, so what would you say is a good assistant? Um, a good assistant, I would say, is someone that can... Um, they can predict what you're doing. So um, I'd, if uh, if you don't need to tell the system what to do and they're kind of already doing it, then like it makes your job a lot easier as a photographer. So it's just it's just predicting um, which way to point the the mm. light or which light to set up and just that kind of kind of stuff, you know. Doing assistant work. How much did you learn? Um, I, still learning mm-hmm. every time I've learned so much uh, I've, I've been lucky enough to assist a lot of really good photographers and I've, I've learned so much from each of them and it, I think it also really help uh, adds to my style because I learn like I try and take away the best qualities of like everyone that I've assisted uh-huh. and I think you know it's the best way to learn is to hands-on be with someone while they're doing stuff you know do you have many photographers that inspire you? Do you look at classic work and say, I want to be like Denisio or... Um, yeah, the, 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 um, a lot of the guys that, is, that inspire me that are like the older kind of generation, um, there's a fashion photographer, street and fashion photographer called uh, uh, Kevin Klein. Mm-hmm. Um, he was big into street photography in New York in, uh, I don't know... It was like the 1950s or like around there, and um, he used to go into into like into the streets and just photograph people. And um, he had such a cool style. And then eventually there was a, a big magazine that uh, got him to do fashion work for them, but it was kind of like fashion work with a street style to it. So he'd use a long lens, like a telephoto lens, and he'd there was uh, one piece of work he did where um, he got two models to stand in the middle of a zebra crossing on the um on the main street mm. in new york and he just got the two of them to stand there and kind of like pose and but and because he had the telephoto lens he was so far away that the people around them didn't know what they were doing they the guys walking past oh. would just think these like two random girls and there were guys like uh cat calling them and like <laughs> you know that that kind of thing but it 
the photos that came out was just so cool and it's it's got such a cool vibe like street vibe to them do you often go to the streets and, and do some street photography yourself all the time yeah um, me and Brittany um, we like to go on these little missions where we will just we just find the most like interesting looking places and we'll go like uh, towards the end of last year we decided to just go to the there's a big rubbish dump in um, on, on the side of Joburg and we just drove in there and we just photographed the guys collecting um, plastics and stuff and the, those big birds that are around there and mm. just like landscapes and it's just, it's cool just going out and doing cool stuff like that, you know. You also went and photographed the Fees Must Fall uh, protest yes. at the Union Building. I think that was about two or three years ago. Yeah. Lots of fun. That was, <laughs> I, I loved every moment of that. I got, um, I got hit with tear gas, um, rocks thrown at me, um, rubber bullets flying around. Um, there were protesters that I tried to take photos of that uh, hit my camera down because they didn't want photos of them. And it, uh, I, like I loved every moment of that. You said you love that more than uh, doing your regular commercial work. <laughs> yeah, like I'd, I'd rather be, it's, it's funny, I'd rather be in that kind of situation than like maybe shooting a wedding. But it's just uh, uh, the adrenaline and, but uh, that kind of stuff doesn't really play uh, pay the bills, so you gotta mm. you gotta do the commercial stuff, you know. Also, if you if you if you look at the amount of journalists that died, for example, in uh, Libya or uh, the recent conflict zones, mm. it's actually quite scary. Yeah. I don't think um, it's something to take on very lightly. Yeah. Um, the uh, there was that uh, book and movie called The Bang Bang Club yes. about uh, the four uh, local photographers and that also I was fun in love with that whole idea of being a photojournalist and I, I like I like putting myself into a situation just just because uh, you get to meet these people you would never meet and you get to shoot things you'd never be able to shoot and you get to tell stories mm. that um, you know you wouldn't be able to do if you were just in your little bubble you know. Yeah, I had a recent discussion with Herman Favai, who's a Pretoria-based photographer, and um, his sort of approach to shooting those sort of controversial um, stories is to actually uh, befriend the locals. So mm -hmm. he goes into a township and there is a leader of sorts there, and then they would go and ask permission before they shoot. So they actually got protection while they are in those areas, oh. which is quite interesting. Yeah. Um, there's also an international um, photographer called James Nachwe, who's yes. a he's a very well known war and conflict photographer, and his work has also played a like a big inf mm. his work is a big influence on on uh, my kind of like photojournalistic style. For um, sure, yeah. The work that he did in Rwanda, um, his recent work was I think capturing the American opioid crisis, which was also quite harrowing. Mm. But yeah, I think his black and white stuff yeah. is just simply amazing. I rate him as one of the best photojournalists of all time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Chris, where can we find you on social media and on your in, on internet? Um, you can find me on uh, on Instagram at uh, Chris Dos Santos ZA, and um, uh, my business is uh, Kubili dot Media House. Uh, Kubili is K U B I L I. And then, um, yeah, Facebook also, Kubili Media House. Um, yeah. Good stuff. Awesome. Chris, thank you very cool. much for joining us in studio. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. Cheers, man.